0: Hey, people out there! I'm talking to you, Drew M. Griffin, and everybody else. <laughs> Let's do this, America. That's right. Uh, as usual, I'm uh, Dr. Mike Savella, and uh, this is my show that uh, you know is just stellar. Um, uh, you know, but uh, it is uh, Thursday, January 28th. It is uh, 1:10 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, with me as always is uh, Sean P. Dent on Twitter. How's it going, there, Sean?
1: greetings everyone what is up my friend so i want to apologize
0: to sean for having a daytime podcast i'm like totally messing up his whole uh kind of uh <laughs> my setup screwing his, it up man Yeah, you know, uh unveiling the curtain uh or his, right. or his background uh so it was bound to happen uh so how much snow is up there in uh, in uh,
1: in Erie? Erie actually not that much now. I'm pro- I'm almost positive that our friend Drew over in Philadelphia probably has way more snow than me. Um in total inches. I keep getting snow, but not the dump that he received. 28 inches that's what she eight. said
0: ah! oh! hey! it's Thanks. that kind of show huh yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I I have experienced what Drew is going through on uh, numerous times in my life but actually most of the winter yeah mo- yeah <laughs> no kidding I mean two that's two year two years ago Erie got that and then when I was in college at Penn State and uh, main campus State College I've they had 36 inches fall overnight in one night. So I feel your pain. I know, but you know, to not have the resources, I think that is the most difficult thing. Cause I have friends who are in Philly area that I think they just got their road plowed yesterday or the day before. So that's, that had to be frustrating.
0: Uh, so yes, let's, uh, we're just going to outline the show here. So, uh, uh, if people uh, don't know or or haven't been uh, you know, tuning in that much, uh, you know, Sean has been uh, injured and uh, is going through uh, the recovery process, and he'll give us an update from just this morning um, about that. And uh, we're gonna be talking about also talking about this Miami doctor who like went off on this Uber guy and uh, how she's trying to save her career. Good times. Uh, so, so we'll be uh, we'll be talking about that. Alcohol is uh, not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also be talking about, uh, the terms of, uh, uh, medical provider, uh, mid-level provider, nurse practitioner, physician, and, uh, um, uh, Sean and I may have a little discussion about that. Uh, and, uh, if we have time at the end of the show, uh, we're going to talk about new emojis, which I'm very excited about. And I know Sean's excited about, um, but first, um, so, um, so for people who don't know, oh, hello, uh, hello David. David, Har- David Harlow. Uh, I'm a big fan of David Harlow. He's, he's awesome. Uh, and uh, thank you, Drew, for, uh, for tweeting that out. Um, so just to kind of get things started, I don't want to roll back too much, um, but just to kind of uh, frame it and set it up for people. So um, um, Sean is a nurse practitioner and uh, was on vacation during uh, Christmas time and uh, injured his knee and... Uh, um, had surgery to repair it, um, it damaged uh, some of the cartilage of the knee, which was very painful. And if you want to see a lot more of his story, you can go to his blog, you can go to his Snapchat. Um, but uh, what he's going to update for us today? You just went to the doctor today,
1: Sean? Is that right? Literally, my first post-op appointment. So it was. Uh, uh, it was nervous. It was. Yeah, I think you and I have talked about it and I've mentioned it many times that going from the provider side of the bedside to the patient side of the bedside is um, a little challenging. And uh, the hardest part I think is knowing what you know, even though you're the patient is that you go in kind of already expecting to hear what you're going to hear. So um, this was my first post-op appointment and basically the big, to do was to get my stitches out to get the sutures out and roll back just two brief sentences is that jumped off of a 15 foot cliff into water complex lateral meniscus tear that that was thankfully repaired under arthroscopic surgery on January 12th um and since then, I have been unable, because of my surgeon's direction, I have not been allowed to bend my knee more than 30 degrees. I've been wearing a um, knee immobilizer slash brace that is the entire length of my leg, from my upper thigh all the way down to my ankle. And haven't been able to bend my knee 30, more than 30 degrees per the brace went, got my two whopping sutures out, which was not very exciting. And um, he was able to allow me, he's allowing me to now bend my knee 90 degrees. And I posted something on my Instagram account just briefly before we started here that I have not been able to bend my knee that far in over a month. So I won't give any more details other than just appreciating the fact that you're able to take your knee and bend it, having your calf touch the back of your, your thigh. I have not been able to do that in over a month since the day of injury. So today was, um, bittersweet for me and it was a tad bit emotional. I won't lie. It was a tad bit emotional, you know, and you're still
0: having a lot of pain in there, I presume.
1: No, absolutely not. Um, I'm off all of my pain medications. Ironically, talked with my office manager last week, and um, I was afraid to actually come off the pain medication because of the in- anticipated pain. And, right, exactly. Uh, and I, thankfully, I mean, maybe it's just me, or the injury, or the the wonderful surgeon's hand. Take your pick, but I have no pain. I mean, unless I decide to do something stupid, which I'm not allowed to do, if I follow all of my surgeon's directions, I have absolutely no pain. I have full knee extension, and uh, I'm ready to go, Mike. I am ready to go. So uh, uh, have you been
0: allowed to do more from your... From a
1: functional standpoint, no. No. Meaning (laughs) that I'm still only allowed to toe touch... On the ground, which means I can't bear weight on my foot yet, which is another very frustrating thing. Try and not use one of your legs for an entire day. Meaning, now, I'm not belly aching. There are plenty of other people out there that have it way worse than I do. But to go from being as active as I am to not being able to use my right leg at all. And every time I stand up or stand still... I have to put all of my weight on my left foot and I'm only allowed And the description that is the best way to describe it is the amount of weight I can put on my right foot is that if I was standing on a piece of paper, you could pull that piece of paper out from under my foot with no resistance. That's how much pressure I'm allowed to put on my toe. So, wow. Yeah. Hmm. A little frustrating, but. I can bend my knee more now. Um, I was hoping that I would be able to go swim and do some aqua therapy because for those that don't know, I'm a nurse practitioner, but I'm also a um, non practicing athletic trainer. I was an athletic trainer for over a decade. So I worked hand in hand with physical therapists on rehabilitating injuries exactly like this. So I know exactly what I need to do and how to do it when to do it. But I was hoping to be able to do a little bit more, but um, this is from what I was told today is uh, a complex. It was a very complex tear. It wasn't a simple go in, throw one suture, close it, and we're good to go. They actually had to put in um, three or four um, stay sutures, which are going to take a lot of time to heal. So I'm in this for the long haul, my friend.
0: Wow. (sighs) Wow.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So for me who I do CrossFit, I do at Olympic lifting, um, I'm active, jumping, running, pulling, take your pick to go from that to being stationary. It's it's been a very big adjustment. And I I am publicly acknowledging that I think over the past two weeks, I'm willing to admit that I had some level of depression.
0: Oh that, yeah. Yeah, it because, was very, very very difficult. I mean, going from, you know, being very active to zero. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, but being in pain. Um so, um uh, I, I encourage people to, to check out uh Sean's previous podcast where where we kind of go into the more the nitty gritty about um, you know, the injury and surgery and and hours post surgery. Um very enlightening. Uh, it's <sighs> a kind of
1: go through that um so you're still not allowed to drive or anything like that no no so i'm I'm at the mercy of either my wonderful wife who has been oh uh, what she's done for me (laughs) these past couple weeks has been absolutely amazing um it's, it's either relying on her or i have to uh beg barter and steal friends or if i so choose and we could use this as a wonderful segue is that I could call up Uber. <laughs> uh, you could. <laughs> you could. Is there
0: is there is there Uber in Erie, Pennsylvania?
1: There is. And oh, 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 I did oh, oh. not think I never even thought about um, looking into it until someone from Twitter suggested Uber. So, on a whim, sitting on my couch, looked it up and lo and behold, there's an Uber. In Erie, So if I really, really, really want to go somewhere and I want to pay for it and it's reasonable because I actually compared it with if I were to call a taxi to bring me from here to um, there's probably three spots that I would go to would be my gym that I coach at my therapist office or to go to um, the pool, which is the YMCA. So three places all are kind of in the same range, all around the same price. Yeah, just leave the weapons. Um, they're they it's actually fairly priced considering Uber versus a taxi. So I, I can understand the draw to have it right on your phone. It tells you where and when to pick you up. It'll give you a price before you actually um, you know register or select it, and it gives you a time frame. It gives you a route. It tells you everything you need to know, and you can actually message your your uber driver in real time which is which is you know creepy as well as pretty cool. so <laughs> well if you do that uh,
0: Sean, you know just uh, just don't be stupid about it you know because I probably
1: uh, won't <laughs> drink alcohol prior
0: <laughs> that transitions into uh, topic two uh, uh, which is a much lighter topic uh, and something that's been in the news. Uh, and it's been very interesting. So, uh, so for people who are here, uh, I I dropped the uh, link in the chat room, but, uh, you can pick your, your favorite news story, but I will, I will read this a little bit. This is from ABC news, uh, and this picture on ABC news, uh, from yesterday, she just looks so sad the title is Miami doctor accused of attacking Uber driver calls it biggest mistake of my life. Uh, the article goes like this: The Florida doctor captured on video lashing out at an Uber driver in downtown Miami says she is ashamed of her actions. As and says she will, she uh, and her family have been targeted since the video release. "Quote: I see a person that is not me, and I am ashamed," uh, Dr. Angelie Ram uh, Kassoon said uh, on Good Morning America uh, on the video. I still can't watch the entire video, but don't worry. We have, uh, (laughs) every time someone uh, brings up or tries to ask me what was happening at that point is to say, I can't, she is a fourth year neurology resident, uh, can be seen in the, in the video, berating the driver, trying to hit him, throwing things, uh, and (laughs) trying to knee the driver. I think that really kind of captured it for me there uh sean is just uh, i saw this the other night and um you know i just i just couldn't believe what was happening but what was what was your first thoughts there when you saw this the first time
1: oh absolutely my first thought was you've got to be kidding me um and i i think it was you got to be kidding me i can't believe someone's doing this and then it was you got to be kidding me this is a phys- a resident This is a physician resident who's literally on the cusp of graduating from her program to become a independently practicing physician, caring for patients and found out later that it was with neurology. So she was going to be a neurologist. And I was as a fellow provider. (laughs) Keep Keep going, keep going. As a fellow provider, it, it, It was embarrassing because um, regardless of the reasoning why, it doesn't excuse the behavior. With that being said, after I watched the apology video and her explanation, um, she apparently had a really rough day that day. I actually watched the whole video. She uh, was actually left at the bar with her two-year boyfriend, Yeah, left, left at the bar. Dad went into the hospital that day. Whole slew of. All right, let's call them excuses. Whole bunch of excuses for why she lashed out as a uncontrollable drunk. And I wonder. Are we judging her too harshly? And. Isn't everyone entitled to one mistake? Well,
0: I guess we're going to find
1: that out, um, yeah. you know, just thinking back,
0: you know, way way back, you know, back in the day, back in the last century, when you and I were in training there, Sean, you know, you could have a, you know, stupid little weekend in Miami and uh, nobody would even know about it. Hmm. Uh, but now through the miracle of social media and the internet. <laughs>
1: As you can see, while we're talking, my phone is just hmm.
0: uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this thing will uh, follow this person for for uh, you know forever. Uh, By the
1: way, I'm gonna have to post this on Snapchat now.
0: <laughs> um. So are uh, are people uh, do I have to smile?
1: that's that's mike Sevilla on snapchat right now ladies and gentlemen this is so meta we're like <laughs> we're,
0: we're promoting a podcast that we're live right now
1: um on because snapchat. now i'm now i'm actually giving myself a snap right now as you can see <laughs> i'm gonna do that way that's a snap so this is the day and age we live in
0: <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> so are people allowed to one bad day well, uh, there's always our our good friend uh, Drew M. Griffin. It's uh, never okay to assault anyone ever.
1: Absolutely um, agree. Um,
0: so, uh, but I, I thought it was really interesting how the video got there in the first place. It was recorded by the Uber person. Uh, that <laughs> the car was. So, I thought I thought that's who recorded it.
1: No, I think it was another Uber passenger. Oh, maybe okay. I can't remember. But the the person she assaulted was the driver. Mm hmm. So, I mean, unless he started videoing her and then maybe he handed his phone off to somebody, I don't I don't know. But yeah, so that reportedly um, she apologized to him and he was pressing no charges, which, you know, kudos to him for having the control, first of all, um, not to lash back, lash out or to return the favor. Um, but I guess. An educational piece not only for people who are professionals, but also it's a heads up for people who are using Uber, don't you think?
0: Well, I mean, the, there have been reports, you know, I mean, over the past few months, not only in the United States, but around the world of of Uber drivers just, you know, some of them just getting really verbally abused and physically abused. Huh? And you know, I don't know, you know, how people do that. I mean, it's just, uh, but I, you know, I, I guess any kind of transportation person, but, you know, even, even if you're a taxi driver or whatever, I mean, I guess could be, you know, in danger of that. But I mean, you just hear the stories more about the Uber drivers. So, um,
1: yeah, you and you're asking me if I'm going to actually take an Uber here. Have you been to Erie? Um, not for the six months of the year that you guys call winter no kidding no kidding So I'm probably not going to be I I mean I had thought about taking an Uber because I wanted to do some things during the day when my wife is at work um, because she's basically my mode of transportation right now but after that video I actually had to think to myself "Hmm, do I really want to take an Uber after that I know it was the passenger causing the problem and not the driver of course cuz I know that the drivers get compensated in some way I don't know what their compensation is but you know they they're doing it for other reasons for money or sure of course something else so yeah yeah but I mean so so there's an argument for you Mike is are we as medical professionals are we as professionals in general are we held to a higher standard regardless of the situation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, That's the, that's why this is a story. <laughs>
1: right. So it wouldn't have mattered would it have mattered if she was just a, a regular person and not a a physician in training?
0: Um uh, Yeah, of course it would. Of course <laughs> it would. I mean. So, you know, she, she's a physician, she's young, she's attractive, she's in Miami hmm. and there's video evidence.
1: Um, isn't that you know. like all the check marks for good, um, social media, good, good ratings and how yeah. many people can click to come watch our, come watch our video. Yeah. That's, that's all about good, good ROI, ROI right there. Holy yeah, cow. That's a good, uh, yeah. 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 The,
0: per, the perfect
1: storm now.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, so I wonder how long it's going to take uh, to kind of
1: uh, erase that social media footprint uh, no. for for her, for her job. Probably, probably <laughs> not for. Uh, I would say it's five years or more before before that mm-hmm. that smoke mm-hmm. will dissipate. Unfortunately and sadly for her and her professional career, mm-hmm. it's going to follow her everywhere. Mm-hmm. You
0: know. So. And
1: how many times do you and I and other professionals out there say? Be careful what you put out there and be careful what you do, regardless of where you are at, because I mean, I say it all the time. There isn't a moment that I'm not a nurse practitioner, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether you like it or not. It's part of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're a nurse in the healthcare field, you are held to a higher standard because of what you've chosen as your career. Right. You don't like, Those words, she'd probably look for a different career.
0: But, I mean, she could be, you know, kind of taking steps to, you know, to really correct that. You know, I mean, it was a national story. She goes on a national show, um, issues an apology. Um, You know, if I were her, I would would start writing about this. I would start writing about her experience, maybe, you know. I mean, from a media standpoint, you know, she'd be a great speaker somewhere to Mm -hmm. uh, raise awareness. Um, about something like this, um, you know, even in medical education, you know, uh, whether in residency program or medical schools or nursing schools or provider schools, uh, social so, you know,
1: social media etiquette one hundred and one.
0: Yeah, and and if she's, she's able able to, what not to do. And if she's <laughs> able to turn that around, then then maybe yeah. you know, not so negative uh,
1: social media footprint out there. If she oh, absolutely, you know, she's, I think if she turns it into a proactive um, ordeal. I mean, I mean, you, you, do you know who Katie Duke is?
0: Oh yeah. I, I talked, I talked a lot about Katie Duke. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, Katie Duke kind of did the same thing. So for people who don't know, it was Zanita. Katie, Katie Duke is a, is now a nurse practitioner, but she was a registered nurse at the time. And this was three years ago four. Mm-hmm. she was on that, uh, very popular, uh, reality TV show. And I, I honestly don't remember New York med maybe, I don't know. Yeah. And it was life in times of the um, life in times of the ER in a very prominent New York ER hospital in the hospital. And uh, she was one of the nurses that she's a registered nurse and was part of this reality show. <clears throat> she took a picture of the trauma bay empty after the patient had been cared for. And unfortunately, I believe the patient did not survive and she just posted an empty room with how the floor looks after a trauma and the leftover uh you know equipment blood on the floor take your pick and she made the comment in her text on instagram about uh she gave pieces of information that was enough that anyone who was motivated could probably figure out who the patient was so it indirectly violated hipaa and she was fired from her job she was fired from her job and she was um, of course taken off of the tv show and she turned it into um positive propaganda yeah yeah she turned it into positive propaganda and started educating nurses and other healthcare professionals about the incident and she stood her ground saying that she felt that she didn't do anything wrong but I mean, her five minutes of fame have turned into much more because she's now uh, a spokesperson. She's um, sponsored by numerous um, colleges from the little bit that I know from my previous employer. So, yeah, I'm hoping that this physician will do the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, it'll be interesting to see because at least for the short term, maybe. like I mean,
1: She's already started. So she's gone on to national news to apologize and to explain herself. I'm and I'm sure I, it's going to take a couple times. People aren't just going to say, oh, you're forgiven. Mm-hmm. It's, going to, it's going to take a little bit for people to, for that anger, for that anger to wear off. Mm-hmm. You know, because she is, she's held to the higher standard, you know? I mean, would people treat you differently, Mike, if they knew that you did something like that? <laughs> Um, people would,
0: uh, probably expect it, uh, depending on who, who <laughs> I'm a bad example. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. Of, uh, Someone who's been nationally recognized, who's been on, uh, uh, front of magazines. I mean, come on. Yeah. Ah, here it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, our friend david here has a, has a great comment if the uber rider wants to get past this i think she should get active on social media not just about this incident but other professional issues apologize explain and then move on build an online presence about other stuff redirect but, attention
1: exactly
0: exactly mm-hmm. see See. So we, we have uh we have the smartest audience here
1: sean <laughs> yeah uh... it'll be and uh, will it be easy no but by all means, she needs to redirect her attention.
0: Right. I mean, doing nothing is like worse than.
1: Absolutely. Because <laughs> then it's, you know, isn't someone who said at once si- being silent gives them permission or or something along those lines. If you're not, if you're not speaking up about it, you're accepting their explanation or you're accepting their truth. Something along those lines. It's mm-hmm. a horrible co- quotation. But
0: so, yeah. So hopefully yeah. we'll we'll uh, we'll see good stuff from this doctor. And um... yeah. You know, um, hopefully this first national interview and apology will be the first, uh, first step with that. Yes. Uh, so next topic. So uh, I saw an interesting um, uh, some in- interesting posts yesterday on all of your social media platforms. You're everywhere there, Sean. You're on, you're on Twitter. You're on Facebook. You're on uh, Snapchat. You're on uh uh, catch your your periscoping um but the you thing just is, rephrase that and say where aren't you <laughs> uh i don't want to i don't want to get you all paranoid because you're like oh i gotta sign up right now
1: <laughs> i actually i actually thought about it have you, have you uh, sorry to interrupt the topic but have you heard of the new um social media uh, uh community called peach yeah, done boom I almost did it. No, I I almost Check. did it. I was like, hey, wh- what am I going to do on there? I do it everywhere else. It's just, <laughs> why would I do that? You know, I have such ADHD. It's horrible. You know, I, I saw a video about a a, um, a mobile app called Beam, B-E-M-E. Okay. Apparently it was really popular last year when it came out and it's kind of faded away because it offers the exact same thing you can do with Snapchat. So it's getting washed out by Snapchat right now. But yeah, I almost downloaded that one. And I thought it's time to start picking my battles wisely. Why would I do that? So, yeah, <laughs> I am, I'm everywhere.
0: Um, so I uh, put in the chat and I'll, and I'll put out there too. So I did, saw this uh, post on your blog, they're directing everybody to your website and blog. The title is mid-level question mark, mid-level question mark. Hi. I'm the nurse practitioner. So, Sean, what were you talking about that and and what's the what's the discussion you if you want to start with this post?
1: Well, I I decided to um garner some attention because uh the title itself actually is from a old 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 post I wrote back in 2007 and it's and the title was hi I'm I'm the nurse we've never met. So, I kind of stole an old idea and I decided to title it mid-level question mark. Hi, I'm the nurse practitioner. And it was um, sparked from a conversation I had with, uh, I think, a student or another nurse, or I saw something somewhere on Twitter maybe, and somebody referenced nurse practitioner physicians under the physician assistants under the same umbrella and called them mid-level. And it's been a term that has been used over a very long period of time. I wish I could give you a date on how long that term has been around. But, I mean, Mike, how long have you either used, heard of, or seen the term mid-level? It's it's quite a while. Oh, yeah. So um, the existence of it has been around for a while. But nurse practitioners, as well as physician assistants, are starting to push back on the term because the term is i don't want to say demeaning but diminutive that it's it doesn't accurately assess or describe who and what we are so if we take the term literally mid-level then that means that you the physician are the upper level and that the bedside nurse is the lower level and then if the RN is the lower level, then if we want to go even further down the line in the echelon of responsibilities, then you have the LPN and the, the nurse assistant. What are they? Because, you know, the registered nurse is the lower level. So I was simply putting it in perspective is that it's used as a category. So if someone is referring to the conglomerate conglomerated, of God, I can't even say that word right. They're trying to put the umbrella term over to refer to both physician assistants and nurse practitioners as a single entity because in most states from a responsibilities perspective, from a abilities perspective, both physician assistants and nurse practitioners can do the same things. So that's where I think the term may have first been Generated it's not a term that I know that in my field as a nurse practitioner. We do not want to be Used and I I know from few physician assistants that I know Also do not want to be using the term mid-level as how they're addressed so I am a nurse practitioner. I am an independent thinker. I am not the physicians underling I am not their subordinate, I am their partner. We are collaborators in providing team-based care to our physician, to our to our patients. So I was simply bring it bringing attention to the term again.
0: Now, um there's no way I'm gonna defend that because I don't agree with that. So, I mean, I don't agree with, you know, the premise of being underlings and things. I'm i definitely with you on that. Okay. On your on your blog post. So yeah, yeah. I mean it's just a, um yeah, I, I, I hate um when people throw, you know, tradition around as far as why we do things and it's always been done that way, and um we should keep doing that and absolutely we should question uh you know why things are done and and how they're done, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, the, the 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 little kind of veer off with that um, is uh, you know people are using the term provider um, to as kind of a generic term, um, and I guess I guess from a category standpoint, um, I guess that's accurate. Um, but uh, you know, when talk, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, you know, you've, uh, you're a family practitioner provider," uh, uh, well, I guess from an accurate standpoint, that is. But you know, uh, I didn't go to practitioner school. <laughs> you know, I didn't go to provider school. I went to medical school, and <laughs> and, and I, I'm a physician. Uh, uh, so it, it just kind of irks me. It's not. Uh, it's not inaccurate but uh you know I, i'm not a, a primary care provider i'm a primary care physician and uh that's my little uh my little soapbox thing for the day
1: <laughs> <laughs> i you and i are in complete agreement in the intent of the terminology and if uh i guess what it comes down to is let's take an example as a patient uh where they whether it's primary care or specialty office When a patient, like particularly today, I actually was seen by the physician assistant today. I wasn't actually seen by the surgeon. So when I call in to make an appointment or to ask a question, the secretary who answers the phone is going to say, who did you see? And then is the question, did you actually see a physician or did you see a physician assistant or a nurse practitioner? So to put all of those individuals, people, people, into into under one umbrella, you say provider. Which provider did you see today? Because it's not incorrect by saying that they all provide care. Mm -hmm. So you can extend that even further into – because you can call or you can refer to a nurse – as a provider because they're providing care. So it's a very, 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 very generalized (laughs) generalized term. And maybe, and I I said it in my blog post, is that I I don't agree, we don't agree with the term mid-level, but I also don't have a replacement term either. I don't know what's a better term. What term do I use that's going to uh, describe both physician assistants and nurse practitioners where I work the best description so far and maybe I'm biased because it's where I work we're called advanced practice providers Hmm. and that to me at least encapsulates what both of us do so ironically though our the short form of that is APP so we're all apps
0: so so you're you're all
1: you're all kind of yeah we're all we're all apps yeah apps. Yeah. So, yeah so that's the that's the tongue-in-cheek for you but <laughs> yeah so I, I mean it's it it actually garnered quite a quite a bit of uh, interest out on twitter and then uh quite a bit of interest on my um, facebook fan page as well so it's been uh i'm i'm all about sparking conversation these days um I don't want to use the term controversy, but I'm I'm trying to find everyone's pain points right now, because I got the time,
0: <laughs> and uh, and they found your pain points or you found your oh, pain points. Yeah.
1: Like so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm I'm glad we can agree to sort of agree and disagree. Can you do that?
0: Sure, of course.
1: Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. As that. I mean, what what the... would you call? Them? What would you? What term would you use? Peeps, peeps, because that's very professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, excuse me, sir, but which peep did you see today? <laughs> Say, we're we're casual. We're, uh, you know, which which one of my homies did you see today? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man.
0: All right, so uh, last story here. And um, on, this show's moving moving fast today there, Sean. So, so we'll end with the light story here. I, I just saw this here uh, yesterday. Um, emo- you know, the emojis, Sean, they're just like they're blowing up everywhere. You know, just like everywhere. They're like, I, I need an emoji translator is, uh, is what I need sometimes because I really don't understand it because um, I'm an old man. Uh, there's Sean. Get get off my lawn, you kids! Get <laughs> off my lawn. <laughs> it took a while. You got you you you
1: worked it in there. It took a while. That's you right. Worked it in That's
0: there. Right. So I just story I saw this story yesterday. Uh, preview the 74 new uh, emoji set to hit your phone this year. It's from Yahoo News. Uh, I'm from January up the link right now, sorry.
1: January 26th. Oh and wow! It's... They actually list every single yeah. one of them, in
0: case you want to check them all
1: out. Oh you know. my! Cucumbers. These are what I. These are these are pictures. <laughs> <laughs> these are darn pictures. These are like uh, these are JPEGs on your freaking phone. Yeah, exactly. So these aren't emojis. <laughs> I mean, in my term, My thought process on an emoji is the smiley faces and the little uh, cartoon icons. In my world, that's an emoji. When you start getting into, like, pictures, I, I saw the gorilla was one of them, and there was a hawk and things like that. That's going a little too far for me. But according according to the gurus out there on the Internet, this is the new language. And there was a very smart guy out there out on the Internet. His name's uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He said that... Uh, For those of us who are still bucking the system or still fighting the power and don't want to use these emojis, we have to remember that before there was the written word that uh, the way that we communicated was literally by pictures on a wall. So why is it not such a hard stretch of the imagination that we're coming full circle and starting to use pictures again to communicate? I mean, it's a a pretty intelligent argument i think the problem is is that we've gone from using full words to shortening all of our words to brb and um af things like that instead of actually typing out the words i think people think of emoji and they automatically think of you know text shorthand so at least maybe that's my theory or you
0: know like app
1: Touche. <laughs> 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 yeah. Touche. Exactly. Touche. Exactly. Mhm. Quick witted dude. He's a quick witted one. He is. Um, he's an old man, but he's a quick witted one.
0: Um. So yeah, thanks everybody for for joining us. I, I I am gonna get back after I stop the recording. It will we'll get back to answer some questions here. Yeah. Um, appreciate everybody stopping in today, and a lot of great questions that I'll answer after the recording here. So, um, before we kind of close up here, uh, anything else, Sean, going on? Or feel free to uh, to promote where people can find all of what you're doing oh,
1: on your yeah.
0: extensive time off. Uh,
1: so, for those that don't know, I have a website, dent.com. You can find everything there is to know about me there. I have a blog. I have a podcast. I'm on every social media. We've already discussed this. I'm out there everywhere. Um, You're out. I'm out there everywhere. Uh, If you're interested in some day-by-day, blow-by-blow activities on my rehab and how I'm doing with my knee, you can hit me up on Snapchat at Sean P. Dent. Um, It's my handle over there. It's my handle for almost everything I have now. Um, And I show some you know true to life uh activities on rehabbing from arthroscopic knee surgery everything from the first dressing change that i had to out on my on my uh snapchat you actually got to see the um provider you got to see the provider um uh, removing the sutures out of my knee today <laughs> so Uh, you got to see the physician assistant take the sutures out. You got to see my fairly emotional response to being able to bend my knee that we discussed already. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it.
0: Uh, talk a little bit about the podcast.
1: I have a podcast. It's called, uh, the change of shift podcast, and you can find out the why's what's and where's to why we call it the change of shift. And it basically is a, it's a podcast that is a grassroots effort on passing on the word to anyone interested in nursing, anyone going into nursing, anyone currently in nursing, Actionable information that you can take away, as well as interviews and interesting discussions about what's happening in the world of healthcare. Just this past week, I released actually yesterday. Geez, this week's episode is a interview with a clinical educator um, who's a nurse going into anesthesia school and um, talking about professional development, talking about why it's important and things that you can do to improve your professional development had a podcast a week before that talked about fitness tips on helping you increase your level of your fitness while you're at work my podcast kind of segues into my blog and then i have a fairly active facebook fan page if you're interested in interacting and seeing all the videos i have um the 1000 people the, on your facebook page uh, almost 2000. 2000 i'm trying to get I'm to 2000. Sorry, 2000. 2000 can't seem to get to 2000, 2000. Uh, i'm trying to get there so um fairly active there now i've i'm starting to focus all of my efforts on the, my facebook fan page because i get a lot of great um interaction as well as real time connections um valuable conversations on my facebook fan page right now so in the the actual url or the name is called i am sean dent if you want to look me up by all means hit me up and let me know where you found me and
0: probably people can find everything at seandent.com i presume
1: right? yes and what about you mike where can everybody find you well, people can find
0: me at uh com. and uh shout out to all twenty two thousand twitter followers most of them are bots but i love I'm you guys not, anyway you're not bragging though right no because no. they're all fake followers and I paid I paid a nickel for all of them, that. <laughs> so that's a little social media tip for the day. Uh, so yeah, you can go to my website and uh, have a little. What, what about here. what
1: about your podcast? Because you got a podcast. Yeah, I
0: got got a podcast. Do some YouTube videos, you know, and uh, on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And uh, I'm not you know as as devoted as Sean is because I'm well. A
1: you actually sl- have a full time job right I'm now, a so.
0: slacker um but uh, you
1: had a podcast last night though right
0: uh yeah we did yeah we talked about family medicine that? uh you know uh, family physicians uh <laughs> and uh we talked about how much we love that and uh, i i i've been a slacker i haven't put that up yet but i i will put that up um on drmaxwell.com hopefully today
1: yeah the so. i caught the tail end of it you were um there was something you were reading back and you were hoping to get on someone else's podcast. What was that all about? Yeah,
0: so our professional organization has a, has an academic journal and uh <laughs> I'm trying to get an, an
1: get them to interview me on an academic journal. <laughs> wow. I th- I think that, it'll happen. That, that's not going to happen. No. Like it's going to happen yeah, because they could that. use your twenty two thousand twitter yeah. followers yeah, that's right so got to start leveraging um so yeah so what got, got any uh major events coming up going to any conferences anything like that
0: uh yeah actually in a couple of weeks uh some of those people from last night's show that i'll put up there where we'll be uh going to miami for a weekend
1: uh so you're gonna be in miami gonna be in miami yeah are you gonna get to enjoy any of that weather Oh, yeah. We,
0: oh. we love the conference organizers who have a very, um, you know, understanding schedule. And uh, <laughs> also very cool is some of the people going going with me are uh, social media freaks. I mean, uh, advocates. Uh, so we'll be doing some recording from the beach and rubbing it in on people. Oh, Now, I know there's bad karma about that because oh. our good friend Sean P. Dent was rubbing it in. He was in Mexico during Christmas and then he got injured. Uh, yes. And that's why he's not working right now. So I have to be karma. Very,
1: very careful
0: about the karma.
1: About karma. Karma is a, b- you know what I mean. Oh, it's this, it's yeah. A- I was I was literally rubbing people's faces in the sand with all of yeah. the beautiful weather I was having. We were getting and hourly posts. Yes, you were. On all I remember fifteen thousand oh, yeah.
0: accounts of Sean Pete. Yeah. and then yes. then nothing. Boom. Nothing. Nothing. Boom. Nothing for twenty four hours, and then the next picture we see this knee right there yes yes uh, an ice pack
1: and ouch yes my day did not go as planned (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) all right so anything else we're going to stop this recording and uh you know answer some questions here what what do you think there sean
1: yeah let's go ahead and hit that stop button and see if we can dive into these uh interesting questions cool cool so
0: drmikesville.com and uh, sean and we will see everybody real soon so stand by